The Paladins of Voltron is a part of the Soon to Be Named Network and the Transmissions Podcast Network. Check them out at soon to be named network.com and transmissionspodcast.com. everyone and welcome to the paladins of voltron an unofficial podcast about the netflix original series voltron legendary defender i am jason and with me is my co-host jeremy how you doing i'm doing great how are you doing uh, i'm doing very well thank you for asking uh this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind you that if you would like to leave us feedback and please please do uh you can leave a comment on our website you can leave a comment on the post for this specific episode or you can always email us. Our email is feedback at povpodcast.com. <laughs> I might have almost said another show there. <laughs> Which is hilarious because that email address does not exist for that show. But hey, it happens. And of course, on Twitter, you can find us at POV underscore podcast. And on Facebook, we are POV podcast. Which You know, we never mentioned YouTube. We can also leave a comment on YouTube. Yeah, and I think the reason I never do that is because as I'm wa- as I'm talking, I'm watching myself in a video. So I'm like, well, of course they're watching. No, you might be listening on audio. So yes, please go to YouTube. We're Paladins of Ultron on YouTube. Uh, or a few subscribers short of getting a uh, you know vanity URL. A vanity URL. Yes, thank you for reminding me of, what, of the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, but hey, uh, help us get there maybe someday. That would be nice. And please watch our videos because. Um, we put them there, and we like uh, for people to enjoy them. So, all right. So today we're going to be talking about episode six of season three. Uh, this was titled "Tailing a Comet." A comet, sorry. It's written by Tim Hedrick, and it is directed by Stephen Inchen On, as uh, I believe the last episode was, and I maybe even the next one is too. He's a busy man, Stephen. Okay, so we open with uh, Sharpshooter Lance in position as the Paladins begin an attack on a Gaura outpost. The team makes quick work of the guards, with Allura showing her abilities to fight with the best of them. Uh, They're able to disable the base, which is the last in the quadrant. Back on the ship, Shiro explains his last moments in the Black Lion to Keith, and they speculate about what happened to him after the fact. He then joins the team on the bridge, and they devise a plan to scan for the comet that Lotor stole in a previous episode. Lance then meets with Keith regarding who will pilot what lion now that Shiro is back, but Keith is able to calm his anxiety. Pitch and Hunk are able to track the comet, and the team sets up to find Lotor. They locate the comet, but it is not on Lotor's ship, but instead on a Galra cruiser. Keith and Shiro have a brief moment of confusion on who should come up with the plan, but then the Galra ship opens fire on the base, confusing the team. The lions are dispatched, but the black line does not respond to Shiro, so Keith has to lead the mission. On the base, Lotor's generals slice through the base's defenses, while the Paladins search for search the cruiser. Nardi is able to brainwash the commander, who shuts down the defenses, so that, Lotor, so that Lotor's team can steal the Teledove that was used to transport Zarkon's ship at the end of last season. On the ship, the Paladins do not locate the comet, but a ship that was built from the, the comet itself. After a quick debate on whether to find Lotor, who we will find out later is not even on the ship, or to stop the ship, the Paladins are confronted by Lotor's generals. After a quick fight, the Paladins retreat, but not before Keith recognizes Axa as the Galra who helped him and Hunk in the belly of the Weblum. Shiro and Karan move the castle to stop the cruiser from escaping, while the Paladins head back to their lions. 
but the comet ship emerges and begins to destroy the castle's defenses. Voltron arrives just in time, but then has to decide to defend against the comet ship or stop the cruiser. Keith and Shiro fight over the decision, and Keith decides to use the yellow blaster and drop their shield, but then uses Voltron as a decoy to get Axa to destroy the Teledove for them. The comet ship then departs on the orders of a very upset Lotor, but not before temporarily disabling Voltron. Back on the castle, Shiro and Keith discuss the battle, with Shiro reassuring Keith that he is the leader of the team. While on a Zarkon ship, Lotor watches Hagar torture General Throck, completing his revenge on the insubordinate Gara. So, we had mentioned a little bit about uh, Shiro. Well, we talked a lot about Shiro last episode, and this kind of leads in a little bit to what we were kind of talking about last episode. Uh, one, I think one thing to point out that's pretty important is early on, Shiro says that he has a headache. It says He says it's a weird headache, and it doesn't seem to go away. So they're definitely indicating something seemed to be going on with his head. And that's pretty much all we get. You know, he doesn't... He, he still seems like the same Shiro we know. Yeah. Um, him and Keith kind of butt heads, but not in a... Not in any way other than the fact that Keith is just getting used to leading the team. Shiro's used to leading the team, so there's a bit of conflict there. And Keith really wants Shiro to lead the team. Yeah. I mean, Keith has no problem with that, but... Yeah. So, just to clarify that a little bit from the previous episode. So, Jeremy, what do you think of this one? I liked it. I, I really like the conflict between Keith and Shiro in that it's not Shiro is trying to take over. Yes. It's more Keith wants Shiro to take over and... If the Black Lion doesn't want Shiro to pilot it, then, you know, Shiro's not going to be doing uh, piloting it. So right. I kind of like they've shifted the rules because now Shiro is in the castle where the princess was <laughs> and she's out in the lions and Keith is leading the team. And we'll see in other episodes where it's really kind of a tactical advantage because you have Shiro's tactical, tactical mind in the castle where with Keith, you know, in the field. And I think they, they would eventually work together a little bit better. Right. But we're, we're just seeing the beginnings of that right now. And it's, it, it, I think they handled that kind of awkwardness really well. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of thing where it could you know, the writing on that could be really suspect, I guess would be mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, we don't, everything seems logical, you know, the part where we were kind of speaking to the fact that maybe Shiro has been brainwashed, but Shiro doesn't act any differently. He doesn't act weird or strange. He just has this headache he can't get rid of. Right. Which is good because we don't Uh, go ahead. uh, I was going to say, I feel like in most shows you would have more of a, a, more of a, a conflict on screen and you would also have scenes with him like sneaking around or something. Yes. And they're, they're really subtle with all this. And I, I really like that. Yeah. In pretty much any other cartoon, <laughs> that's exactly how they'd be writing this right now. Um, so it just speaks to the strength of what they're doing. And, you know, you think that Keith in that moment when you start to think that, Hey, maybe Keith is kind of tired of Shiro already. He only does it because he has a plan to use, the uh, you know Voltron is a decoy, which I thought that mm-hmm. that was great. Yeah, especially the way he he they show Keith in the co- in the cockpit, and his eyes are closed, and you think for a second, oh, he's accepting the fact that he had to he had to make this decision he didn't want to, and then he 
he you know jerks the the controls and Voltron moves and I'm like oh dang <laughs> yeah he's had a plan <laughs> so yeah just really well written also real quick I just want to say if we actually did show titles uh your Shiro's in an, in another castle would be a great one <laughs> so that would be yeah. wonderful <laughs> um we get some let's see we have some stuff with uh Pidge and Hunk they're trying to track the the radar and they're they're kind of the comic relief of the episode the the psychic mice are involved with it hunk owes them a what a little a tiny mouse shower i think he says uh but we also get some good stuff with lance and keith um we're showing we're seeing the maturation of lance you know he comes to keith he says hey look i'm counting six paladins but only five lions i'll step aside if i have to and Keith is like, no, no, you don't. Let's not worry about that right now. Of course, we all know that Keith would love to be able to just <laughs> play yeah. Shiro help, but but you're you're seeing Lance's, like you said, his maturation. He's more for the team, which was um, something that when he first you know took on his new lion, that was covered, and Allura was like, my father was out was Zarkon's right hand your keys right hand. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Allura's words really help put him, put it in perspective for him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt the fact that he's absolutely obsessed with Allura either, but, um, yeah. And yeah, we see, we see this moment of Keith, you know, the, the Keith Lance dynamic is kind of becoming like the Shiro Keith dynamic. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of this episode, Shiro, just as Keith is leaving in the beginning, Shiro says, how many times are you going to have to save me before this is all over? And I think Keith says as many times as it takes. So, um, and yeah, Alora, whoo, she kicks some butt. Yeah. Um, and then I also like how when they come face to face, five of them against the four generals of Lotor, uh, the four generals kind of have the upper hand. They have to yeah. retreat. Um, so that's, you know, it sets up the fact that these are strong villains that yeah you know, competent yeah very competent. <laughs> not just strong mm-hmm. yeah and then when we when the comet ship shows up we get a we just get a brief uh image of nardi nardi flying it and axa flying it too so it it, it can be flown by two people uh mm-hmm. later on i believe lotor flies it by himself but yeah so i love that ship yeah dude <laughs> lotor lotor's got some ba ships man <laughs> yeah I'm my theory is eventually that ship is going to like transform into a robot to fight Voltron. Um, that's that ship has upper torso written all over it. Right. So and we know there are other ships in development. Yes. Yeah. That seems upper torso. I'm sure there's a lower torso and then something will form the head. Um, it'll be like in the eighties, there was that you had the lion Voltron, the vehicle Voltron. Then there was that, third Voltron that never made it into any series that was like the three units that combined. Oh uh, yeah. Holy crap. It, it didn't look anything like this, but no. you know. dang There's, deep cut. It is. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. It is a deep cut. So and yeah, and I had speculated that from the comet, we might actually see vehicle Voltron, but it seems like we're, I mean, there's a vehicle, but it's not quite, it looks like if anything, there might be two ma- two maybe three pieces to this robot not mm-hmm. no. i still think vehicle voltron is going to come from earth oh there will be i don't they given what they gave us in hole in the sky with the savan stuff and all and everything that happened yeah. there 
There's no way they don't go into the well to do all kinds of crazy stuff from, you know, G1 uh, Voltron, if you I, will. Yeah, I'm not even thinking parallel universes and stuff. I, I'm right. thinking the Earth that these people came from, that brief encounter, they're like, this is a threat. We need to figure out how to counteract it. And yep. they come up with a vehicle Voltron. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm... The way you get there might not be correct, but I guarantee you there's going to be some kind of vehicle Voltron or some kind of strong reference to it, even if it doesn't right. 100% happen. So, like but. they're working on it and they're like, well, we could do these three teams of five vehicles each. And why would we do that? <laughs> <laughs> that 15 actually, I think that's parts even, working together? I, I can see that even being more. <laughs> that might be it too. So, um, uh yeah, so I think uh pretty much covered everything in this episode. Yeah. Any other thoughts you have? No, I mean it was it was a great follow up to the last one. Yeah. And you know, it's just we're seeing the new new dynamic form with the team. Yeah. And just because so we don't so we're not trying to remember to mention it in a later episode. I think this is pretty much the the last thing we get from Keith any side effects from Keith ha- ha- having been on the Galra ship at least for the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. Trying to remember if it's long or not, but this is—it's a mystery that they set up, and they're just letting it ride. They're, I mean, Shiro. Yes, Shiro. Sorry, you said Keith. I, I yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I remember saying it now. So, yeah. uh, they're, they're totally yeah. going to more than meets the eye. Of this—they're going to set up the mystery in this and not touch it for. <laughs> which, which is fine. They, yeah, they have a, a big commitment from Netflix for what, like seventy something shows. Yeah, seventy six. So. They they have plenty of time, and I'm all for, you know, the the long mysteries. Yes. Yeah, 100%. So Another yeah, thing I just thought of, yeah. um, which we'll get into it more with the next episode, but the original Voltron was Zarkon in black and Alphor in red. Keith, you know, the Black Lion got him. He's got Galra blood in him, wondering if that's going to come back at some point there into the go. story. Yeah, good. So, all right. Uh, so, join us next week when we we'll talk about the next, the actually the last episode for this, for season three. Really, I mean, I, I want to say half of the season because uh, I, I think it's safe to say this was supposed to be a full season that they split into. Yeah. I have no problem with it. If they want to get the first seven episodes done and get them out so we can watch them, please just do it. Yeah, Netflix only releases full seasons at a time, yeah. so it's either you know wait a year or they give us seasons that are really short. Which... Uh, I don't want to wait a year, so keep doing yeah. this. <laughs> so, all right. Well, for Jeremy, this is Jason. Uh, don't forget, you can go ahead and uh, give us some feedback. Uh, feedback at povpodcast.com or check it or leave comments on the website or get us on Twitter, pov underscore podcast.com. All right, everyone. Until next time, we will see you next week.